What's up, what's up, what's up? How's it going, folks? Welcome back. This is episode 36 of the No Sleep Started Podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Montgomery. How are you guys doing, man? Having a good week so far? We are doing good over here. Busy day for me. Uh, Spent a majority of the day in design mode. I was working on a new client website, uh, building out a new kind of digital brand uh well digital branding for a record store it's pretty cool i like doing it because it's there's no kind of formula set in place right you do your research you look at all the other record stores and they're pretty basic right because record stores have that like nostalgic feel there's a you know i want to go in and feel the records and talk to the owner and talk shop about old music and stuff like that right so the websites that are around don't really have that cool of an appeal to them right it's more like here's our catalog come in if you want more um but what's interesting about this client is they're looking to buy people's record collections so gotta make that appealing right gotta make that look like they are the experts on the topic so it um, it opens up for, to add a little flair, right? Anyways, so I was working on all day today. Excited to uh, record this. I've got some Formula One to watch tonight. I've been into Formula One, man. I like Formula One. Just getting into it, like as of this month. Normally been a basketball, football kind of guy. Also, uh, baseball a little bit. Those are sports I play, but... Um, there's something about F1 that I really like. You know, there's just something that it just breathes excellence. I'm attracted to that. I think. Anyways, um, today, today I want to talk to you guys. I want to go back a little bit, um, back to the beginning, really. So I've been working a lot recently with a lot of new entrepreneurs, um, a lot of new startups, um. I'm a founder of this organization out here. I guess, yeah, I think they call us founders. Um, And part of this program kind of gives you access to uh, new startups. You can go and kind of help them out, have one-on-ones with them, um, talk them through things that they're struggling with. Um, But what I've come across lately is they're not, a lot of them aren't, even struggling with a business idea, right? A business model. A lot of them are struggling with like legitimizing their business. Okay. Like being able to, uh, look like a business. Does that make sense? Like you can say, I own, you know, I I built, I built this app and it's an app for kids and they go on, they learn math. Right. But does that equate to I own a company that develops apps for children and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So I wanted to take it back, right? Take it way back um, and just ask this or answer the simple question. Like, how do I even start a business? Like, what are the necessary, whoops, 
what are the what are the necessary things I need in place to be legitimate? You know what I mean? And I'm gonna go through um, quite a few. I'm gonna speed through them, but I'm gonna give you some, uh, I guess, some practical points and then some reasonings behind why I think it's important and the do's and don'ts behind these things. Uh, hopefully that helps. If you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter. Dominic underscore TMG. Tango Mango Gango. Um, so you want to start a business, right? You, you're freelancing, right? And you're like, man, I can't keep asking people to pay me via Venmo, Cash App, God forbid, PayPal. PayPal, man, once you get past the $10,000 mark, whew, you'll see your money next week or next month if you don't have your papers in order if you don't have your papers in order sounds crazy if you don't have your things in order right so let's start from the beginning who are you what are you going to be called right how do you name yourself okay i'm i'm uh kevin and i do uh i'm good with analytics let me call myself kevalinix <laughs> Eh. let's not do that okay i'm kevin i'm good with analytics uh and which means data so i'm gonna be kevinanalyticsdata.com no 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 now i get where a lot of people are thinking like they're thinking seo wise right if people are looking for what i do i should probably name myself something that contains the keywords around what i do right and that kind of makes sense right it makes sense in a, in a sense of like, <laughs> you know, I met with this one company once and, you know, my, my, my first, my bread and butter, butter company is the Montgomery Group. And we met with them and when we met, they thought we were a real estate company. Now, this is crazy. That was crazy to hear, but that just goes to show you how much goes into a name, right? Well, I still don't know why they thought we were a real estate company i still to this day don't get maybe they were you know what they might have been buying a bunch of commercial real estate at the time or something i don't know the details were in the calendar invite so not my fault anyways um so a lot of people think seo wise let me name my company around that and okay okay right I used to work for a company, and they did it um, marketing for a specific uh, vertical. I don't want to say the name, but their the company name was that vertical word, that vertical's word, marketing services. <laughs> so think automotive marketing services. That's our name. That's crazy, and not memorable, and not easy to say. Right? Not unique. So I think in naming. In naming theory, I call it. I think you need to do something that encompasses all of them. Now, don't get too out there. Don't get too kind of dreamy and too, uh, you know, uh, you know what I mean. Like, don't think that they're going to understand we use this word because in ancient Greek or ancient Greece, they use this and it used to mean this. No, don't do that. But let's have something that makes sense. Okay? So, name your company. Make sure it's unique. 
search what you just what search what you're thinking. If I want to be Kevin Analytics, right? Hey, I'm Kevin. I own Kevin Analytics. <laughs> okay, that still sounds like a one man shop. Um, but maybe I'm maybe I own K Analytics. Now let me Google that. Right? Let me see what the competition is for that name. Because the saddest thing in the world is when I'm working with someone and I Google their name, like their company name, and they're nowhere to be found. That's hard to overcome. Because a lot of people won't remember your URL, and they're not going to put a .com, .co.io behind it. They're just going to remember your company name, look that up, and if you're not there, you're not there. Screwed. So... Something unique, something easy to say, something memorable, right? Okay, now you named yourself. Now what? Now what do I do? First thing I did, I got a DBA. Because once you start getting checks, you want to get your checks written out to your company. That legitimizes you even further, right? Helps with taxes, all that stuff. We'll get into that. So first thing we did was, I did, was I went down to the courthouse, got a DBA. Doing business as. Doing business as the Montgomery Group. Now I can accept checks for the Montgomery Group. Still, it goes into my personal account. Still a pain to separate it all out, right? Now, when we first started, I didn't know anything about business tax and all that stuff. But I'm going to walk into how, how to get there, okay? So I got a DBA. Um, didn't want to, you know... At the time, I was I was getting deals from people all around the world. Remember Craigslist hack that I told you guys about years ago? I was getting business from Utah, Idaho, California, and I couldn't necessarily be like, hey, make it out to Dominic. Uh, I don't think that would get past too much accounting. Um, and then when W-2 time comes, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, so, LLC. Most states, you can do it online. I wouldn't recommend going to some service where it's like, hey, help me do an LLC, and then you pay them, and then they charge to just submit this. It's very easy. Uh, you just go to your, I know where we're at, you just go to the government site of the state, look up LLC, um, you're going to put in your info, you're going to put in your name, you're going to click search, because what they're going to do is find names that are similar that might be in the same um, industry as you. Do the search. It'll spit back a return in like, I don't know, pretty quickly, like 30 seconds. You submit it, costs 100 bucks. You pay that, takes about 24 hours for them to make sure that the search was correct. And then you get a, a um, email that says, hey, now you have an LLC. Boom. Now you have an LLC. Now you can go open up a business bank account. That's That's the easy way, right? And the... The bank account, you know, I'm not going to tell you where to go for that. You can go to Chase or Bank of America or whatever. We use a local uh, a local bank, uh, well, state-specific bank, just because, you know, we're, we're, we're uh, LLC'd here. And they offer a lot of uh, benefits in that local banks, um, they work for you more than like a national bank. Now, they don't necessarily tie into a bunch of, like, you know, Stripe payment and all that stuff pretty easily. But if you 
need a check to go through, you need an advance, you need a business loan, anything like that, it's easy to get a person on the phone. So I suggest going with somebody local. Um, so you got your name, you got your DBA, or now you got your LLC. Go open up your bank account. Some banks require um, articles of organization. Just Google that. Just Google articles of organization template. It's going to say who's the sole owner. Put your name if you're half, co-owner, whatever. Just put that in. Put the percentages in. That's just a real easy template. It's free. You don't have to pay for this. It'll spit out everything. You just put the state's name you're in, and then boom, you got articles of organization. You can go to a bank, say, here's my business. Here are my articles of organization. organization. Here's what I do. They'll look at it. Boom. Now you're ready to go. Some of them require, like, you got to put $100 in the account. Other than that, you should be good and set up. I said that really fast, but it does. It did take a lot of time to research and just see, you know, exactly how to do that. So hopefully that saves you guys some time. Okay, so you got that now. Now what do you use for collecting payment? Now that you have a bank account, sync that up to a payment processor. Here's what I use, and I and I know this is uh, <laughs> you can use whatever, right? Uh, but we use FreshBooks. Uh, we've been using FreshBooks for since we opened. Uh, reason being is uh, we run a lot of things through our account. Um, once you get into you know second, third year business, if you're able to get a CPA, I would suggest that. Uh, but FreshBooks just keeps all your you know what you pay for all that stuff. It keeps them all succinct. You're able to filter it by what you bought. Um, you know the deal. Like a lot of those um, those money apps. It's kind of like an app. Uh, but it also allows us to send invoices. Uh, it sends invoice reminders. Um, it syncs up to our CRM. All this good stuff. So we've been using FreshBooks. Um, and it helps when tax season rolls around. Right? Just export this, export that. Um, you can even export in total. Or you can export, like, if you use QuickBooks. or Not QuickBooks. Um TurboTax or anything like that, sometimes they'll just accept a full export. Boom, you're done. Right? So you got to keep that stuff together. I paid a, I paid a photographer or a videographer last year so much money, but we had to do it via Venmo. And that was a nightmare on my end. And there's, it wasn't just that one. I was paying a lot of people like Cash App, Venmo, boom, boom, boom. And it just gets all over the place. And, and it, it doesn't help. It doesn't help you if that's how you're getting paid. I'll just say that as a business owner. It's like, oh, I got to put add this card to this payment thing and pay it, and then I got to keep track of it and take a screenshot of this and put it here. It's no fun for anybody, right? Not for me, at least. I'm not good with it. Liz, Liz handles that for us. But if it were me, whew, man. So you got that taken care of. You can start getting paid. Now let's talk about branding yourself now one of my first episodes was called self-branding personal branding something like that uh, but let's just dive a little bit back into it right so you got your name what are you canalytics i'm just saying this right canalytics it's kind of cool canalytics right and you help people visualize their data their data i'm writing this down <laughs> like i'm <laughs> like i'm gonna use it later um now you got to get some type of logo out there, right? So what are you what are you using for a logo? 
first step, the first thing I would do, I would Google analytics logo. <laughs> it sounds really simple, right? Analytics logo. See what pops up. Let me do that now. Analytics logo. Boom. It brings up Google Analytics. Of course. All right? But let's keep moving down. There's metrics. Uh, there's uh, procure analytics. They have a cool PA, but the A doesn't have a cross between it. So it looks like an upside down V uh, or a P sign. Um, SI analytics, right? Uh, so I would Google this. What's the what what's usual in the market? A bunch of bar graphs or some line graphs, right? So I kind of got an idea of what represents analytics. Now, I know you want to be unique in this sense. I know you do. I know we want to stand out, but let's think about the consumer. Let's think about the person we're working with, the person we're sending our emails to, the person we're reaching out to. What's going to make sense when you're talking about analytics? Probably this type of visualization, right? So let's kind of stick somewhere around that, right? Now, it doesn't necessarily need to be a bar graph. Those are so, those, those suck. But pull up analytics. Pull up, search analytics dashboard. What are some of the visuals you see? Pull something from there, right? If you're K-analytics, you know, that K has three lines on it, right? That T in analytics, pretty tall, right? That A's got some lines going around, right? Graphs, bars, I don't know. Figure something out. But if you can't, if you're not like visually, not visually inclined, but like like graphic design inclined, um, there's some resources you can go to, right? Obviously the first being Fiverr. If you haven't experienced or messed around with Fiverr, it's cool for little one-offs where you, where like, you know, definitely don't ever use it for your clients. But if you want to fool around and get, you know, help on some things that you just don't have time for, Check out Fiverr. You can find some pretty sweet deals there. Sometimes I'll go there. Uh, client needs a pretty technical uh, technical logo vectorized or something like that. And I'm dealing with eight, nine, ten other things. I'll go straight to Fiverr. Boom. $10. Get it back in an hour. Thank you. And I'm off and rolling. Right? So I use Fiverr. Uh, there's another resource, Upwork. If you haven't used Upwork, um, it's a really cool way to find... Um, people and these people are like it's like review based shows how much money they've earned on upwork shows their hourly um they've got uh, examples of their work it's pretty cool uh, i would use upwork for more kind of long term so if you if you have the funds i go to upwork and look up you know logo design find somebody who will give you like a package deal say five hours of work up to five revisions for you know 250 bucks something like that if you if you have time, if you have the funds, Upwork's great. Um, a lot of people are. It gives you a chance to kind of work with people from other countries too, which is also pretty cool. Uh, I worked with this one marketing company years ago, and we uh, we got a guy to do like back end code, and he was so proficient that we ended up just putting him on a on a. Um, what do you call it? Retainer each month. We're like, hey, we want you for 40 hours. 
a month and just in case we need you and i think it was like 600 bucks a month or something like that but um the guy was awesome and uh i think i actually reached out to him a couple times after i left that company and we chatted i think we had like a virtual coffee or something nerdy like that <laughs> uh upwork school fiverr upwork there's 99 designs if you haven't heard of that it's pretty cool um, they offer good packages. You get so many. I don't understand how. I could be wrong. I could have the wrong idea about it. But from my understanding, you submit what you want, and hundreds of people submit designs, and then you get to pick and choose, and then you work with that one person for the revisions or something like that. I don't know how these people have time on their hands, but uh, to like just go up there and submit possible logos, but. If you're in need of a logo, that's the place to take advantage of. 99 Designs. Uh, if you're more of a DIY guy, like you want to do it yourself, you know Photoshop, you know um, InDesign, um, or any of the other Adobe apps <laughs> that help you build this stuff. Um, a couple ways to get inspiration. I go to Behance a lot. Behance has a lot of dope stuff. Um, Envato Elements. Um Adobe stock, um, those three, pretty much all I use. Adobe stock, Envato Elements, Behance, a lot of good inspiration there. Um, you can even find starting points from those sites. You know, pull them into your Photoshop and uh, transform what you start with and make it your own. You know what I mean? Um, so get your logo. Make sure check this out. Ooh, check this out. Make sure your logo can be transposed onto any background, any color. So I would suggest black or white. Um, some people do red or blue. I get that. I get that. Trust me. But I would suggest you do something where, one, you've got a logo, like you've got a graphic of some sort that can just be one thing, and then you have the name of whatever it is spelled out beside it. Okay? Don't do the logo on top name underneath that's very hard to put anywhere you know like a you know what i'm saying like a half of a division symbol <laughs> don't do that I, I like like imagine putting your logo on a shirt or a hat or something right that's how you should design it needs to work on on whatever you want to put it on so have that symbol on you know on everything or have it spelled out on everything whatever i'm going on and on and on. okay got your logo cool now you're going to throw that on a website and your social media now there's a lot on social media but i will say your website and your social media those are staples you got to have them you have to have them okay especially like i said people are going to look for you if someone wants to look you up how are they going to find you you got to have these platforms in place right so your website, not going to go into that. If you know how to build a site, build a site. If you don't know how to build a site, go to Upwork. Go to Fiverr. Find somebody. Go to Squarespace. You know, um, just build a site. <laughs> and then build out your social media. Now, your social media, and I've talked about this before, your social media is a place to share your work. It's not a place to boast your skills. Okay? It's a place to share your work. Show your work. It's not a place to boast your skills. What do I mean by that? Uh, here's, here's what I say. 
you know those uh <laughs> you know those life coaches you see on on Facebook and they have a lot of emojis and like you have to click show more to read the whole thing even on IG you have to click show more and then you have to keep reading and they're like you know I was down and out once and then I realized you know life isn't defeating me I'm I'm defeating myself so I get up in the I get up at 3 30 in the morning and I meditate for seven hours and he and he. <laughs> God. listen I'm gonna tell you this right now I did I did some digging in the life coaches check this out whatever new life coach you see pop up because it's always a friend of yours who shouldn't be a life coach right it's always that guy and he has the haircut you know the haircut or she has that hat you know what i'm talking about anyways go go to their page and look at who's liking the first motivational posts that they make okay start there scroll back four months because if it's not working there it's only going to last so long scroll back four months look at who liked that post look at their picture i bet it's going to look a lot like that dude or that girl's picture that's your that timeline you're on right click on their profile same posts, not not the same words, same type of posts, but keep digging, right? Look at who looks who likes their stuff. They're gonna you gotta go to their page, they're gonna have more followers, and guess what they're selling? A course on how to do what the girl who liked that guy's post did, and then his stuff. It's a pyramid scheme. It's a pyramid scheme. All of it. And I guarantee if you dig deeper, somebody's selling crystals. Um, so whatever life coaches are doing, don't do that. That's not why you're here. You're here to get to, to bring attention to what you do. Okay. Now don't look at your social media as a lead source. It can be, but don't rely on it. Don't rely on it to be a lead source. Okay. Especially when you're starting up. Also, please don't, please don't put, make a post that says your website is coming soon. <clears throat> and then on your website, don't put the words coming soon. On. Also on your website, don't put, thanks for visiting my website. <laughs> oh man, you want to get me mad? Thanks for visiting my website. Hey, I'm here. Okay. But don't rely on it as a lead source. Rely on it as a place to dump what you do. Okay? Be responsive. Tell people thank you. You know, mom and dad, auntie, cousin, they're going to come in. Oh, I love it. Say thank you. Thanks, auntie. Thanks, mom. People like seeing that, you know? If I were were wanting to work with you and I looked at your site and I was like, oh, mom and dad, love what they do. That's awesome. And look, they responded, love you, mom, love you, dad, or hate you, dad. <laughs> At least you responded. I'd be like, man, this guy's personal. This this girl's personal. Personable. I like that. Um, how am I on time? Whoa, man, we're burning through this. Oh, boy. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, so 
now you got your you got your LLC, you got your name, you got your logo, you got your website going, you got your social media going. Uh, let's talk real life application business cards. You know where I stand on business cards. No, that's where I stand on it. Hey, do you have a bit? No, I don't. I think it's so. I think I think I think it's so arrogant to give someone your business card. You know, it's like putting it's like putting a flyer to a concert or a comedy show on somebody's windshield when they're parked on the street. <laughs> it's the same effect. But. Hey, man, I, if I've talked to you, I will ask you for your info and I'm going to put it in my phone. Don't give me this card, man, please. Now, I'm going to backtrack. I'm Mr. Backtrack, okay? I'm going to Mr. Backtrack here. Some older industries will look at you like you're crazy if you don't have a business card. Okay? So buy yourself a box. 100, 100 cards. $20 on Vistaprint, wherever they are. Buy yourself a box. And just, you know, play it by ear. Are you going to meet with a with an oil and gas refinery? Maybe bring a business card. Are you going to meet with a waste management control company? Maybe bring business card. Okay. You going to you going to meet with a realtor? You going to meet with an app developer? <laughs> Don't give that man a business card. Don't give that girl a business card. It's going to get lost. Like they're going to it put their, as soon as they stand up, it's go, it's 4 miles away. That's what's going to happen to your card. Okay, don't spend too much money on your card. Don't make it all beautiful. Don't make it metal. Metal, dude. Give me a metal business card. I'm using it to open up beer. <laughs> uh, I use a thing called Link, L-I-N-Q. And uh, they have like, it's a bracelet. And it's got the the deal where you tap your phone on it and then... It pulls up, it doesn't just say, you know, go to the website. It pulls up your information as if I just sent you a contact. So you can just hit save contact. And now you got my profile picture, right? Saved in your phone. The the businesses I'm the the businesses I manage. Hold on a second. I'm tripping. I went over and uh my uh music's playing up there, guys. Anyways. Sorry about that. Uh, I use a thing, link. Oh, it brings up my profile. <laughs> uh, so unprofessional. Telling people to be professional. How to start a business. I said start a business, not run one, okay? Do this podcast stuff for fun. Anyways, they just hit save. They can send me a text right then, right? I save their info. It's real easy. Just tap your phone. It's got that technology. Just tap your phone. Pulls up. It's pretty cool. You can use code uh, no sleep at checkout for fifteen percent off. <laughs> Not even joking, you can. I had so many people ask me about this thing, uh, and if people don't have an iPhone, it's got the QR code on the bottom. You know, for those, for you plebeians out there who don't have iPhones, uh, that's a way you just take a picture of my wrist, and you can get my contact. How about that? Uh, wow. Okay. Um. Let's burn through these things. Um, contract stuff. 
right? How are you sending your proposal? Does it is it a one pager? Stop that. You got to have terms and conditions. Okay. Now, when we started, didn't know about terms and conditions, wasn't good at it. Was looking all over the place for samples and templates and all this stuff. Uh, I stumbled across this one company that was out of maybe the UK or maybe Australia at the time. Um, now they have US a US based uh, office and they're called Quiller K K Q W I L R Quiller dot com um they offer a beautiful beautiful contract um agreements proposal uh templates um they it, the templates are amazing uh i would just suggest when you're starting always use something that's existent and then cater it to yourself okay um this stuff lets you like put pricing in stone <clears throat> what i found a lot of times is a lot of people will ask you for your pricing uh, and I know you want to be value-based. You want to say, well, you know, it, I generally have to talk about the project with you, and then we see how many hours it's going to take, and blah, 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 blah. But also, I would suggest having a set-in-stone kind of roundabout pricing structure that you can show people. Uh, so with our quillers, although we, with our quiller proposals, although we cater them to uh, the specific project at hand, um, we also have just a standardized one that we can just send them the link to. And they can click on and see all the pricing. And then I tell them, hey, none of this is set in stone. Uh, but I just wanted to give you uh, a round, you know, where the price is going to be. Right? Um, on those proposals, when you have your services, like if you're doing the one-pager thing, if you're doing the handshake thing, you got to stop. If you want to be legitimate, you got to stop with that. I need to know details if I'm working with you. People need to know details. Right? So have your services, right? And under each service, spell out what it is. I don't care if you talk to them for five hours about what you're going to do for them. Spell it out, okay? Website development. Here's phase one and 20 points. Phase two, 20 points. Phase three, here's a timeline. Here's the dates. Here's how we communicate. We communicate via Google Meet or Zoom. We pre-schedule every appointment beforehand. I'm going to send you, you're, you might be alarmed, but I'm going to send you eight calendar invites as soon as this is accepted so we're on the same page, right? All that needs to be laid out. It makes, it makes the client feel at ease. Like, oh, they know, this, this person knows what they're doing. They're going to take care of me. I'm not going to have to follow up with them. If anything, they're going to be following up with me because what'd you tell them? You said, here's a rough timeline. If we stick to this timeline, we'll launch right on time. But if I can get some of this stuff early, we might be able to finish earlier. And live up to it, right? So use Quiller, spell that stuff out, put your pricing in there, and just start with there. If you need help with pricing, you want to know some rates or anything like that, hit me up. I'll help you out with that. Oh, man. I've got a lot more, but I think we're running over time. Um, a couple points I would say this might feel weird I don't even know if I should say it. this is something that I did so I can say it right a lot of times in the beginning stages I would refer to my team a lot okay because um, I didn't I didn't want to put off like hey it's just me that you're dealing with <laughs> what I wanted to put across was the vibe of, yes, you're dealing with me. 
However, I have a team that I work with that works for me, that does work for and with me. And I mean, quite frankly, you should be lucky that you have you get this one on one contact with me, the owner. Does that make sense? I think it I think it really helped in the beginning. Um, it helps a lot with deadlines and timelines. It helps a lot with answering the client on time. A lot of times they might ask something that you don't know the answer to right then. You got to do some research. You could say, you could say, hey, um, I understand your question. Let me get with the team. I'll get back to you. Right. And what's your team? Maybe some people you ask on Reddit, <laughs> on Quora. Right. Right. You can consider that your team. You know what I mean? Now, I'm not saying when they call, I'll be like, hey, this is Jake. <laughs> uh, this is Jake. Kevin's not here. Don't do that. Uh, but I would refer to my team a lot, you know. And then lastly, because I'm so over time, uh, set up your voicemail. Oh, a couple things. Set up your voicemail, right? Make it, make it legit. This is Dominic Montgomery with the Montgomery Group and Audience Rent. Leave a message. Boom, boom, boom. And then with your emails, we'll get maybe we can get into emails later. But with your emails, I don't want a Gmail, I don't want a Yahoo, I don't want a Hotmail. Have your name be associated with your domain name. So if you're K Analytics, I want to see Kevin at KAnalytics.com. That's all I want to see. I was working with a client, uh, a new client, a few weeks ago. He said, "Yeah, this is my company, but email me here." So I'd email him there. And he would forward that to a personal email and would respond to me that way. I didn't see his emails for a week because they all went to spam. So confusing, man. You got to get that stuff in order, right? So set up your name as an email. Set up an info at, right? That's two emails. You can do that through Gmail. I would suggest do it through Gmail. I think it's like 15 bucks a month each. Or you can do like you set up one... And then you can do like a catch-all, like a group email that doesn't cost anything. So your info at can just be forwarded to you. Only problem with that is you can't reply from info at, I don't think. Maybe you can. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, sorry to blow through this, but I got to go. I appreciate you guys' time. Um, again, glad to be talking to you all again. I hope this helps. I mean, if you need, if you want specifics on any of this, feel free to hit me up. Twitter, Dominic underscore TMG, Tango Mango Gango. Hit me up on my site, themontgomerygroup.us. Check out audiencerent.com. See all the cool stuff we're doing there. And I will holler at you later in the week. Mm-hmm.